Attention, Pokemon players. You are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. I am your host, Jake Abrams, alongside Nick Yurko, a.k.a. the Duke of Hobbies. How are we doing tonight, Mr. Duke of Hobbies? Uh, not bad. A little upset I didn't get to make it out to the local event today, but uh, you know how it is. Life gets in the way sometimes. And I'm also, yeah, trying yeah, to play, yeah. also trying to play catch up on Players Cup. Oh, man. that's Yeah, there's uh, a lot of tournaments to be had right now. <laughs> yeah, we definitely missed you uh, tonight. Yeah. Well, I'll be out there this weekend, so I'm, I'm happy about that. So I'll be, I'll be looking good. forward to the, the fun triple deck special birthday rules that we're doing. Yeah, that, that would be fun playing uh, three different decks uh, per matchup. It's a... Uh... Something I'm looking forward to having some uh, decks that you not, might not necessarily want to bring to uh, you know a tournament that you would just play one the whole day because people could just have that counter and you're worried about it. So this way you can kind of play it and roll with it, and you'd have less less of a chance for that counter deck to come hit you. Right, I, you know I've I've always enjoyed those kind of like these kind of variations, uh, just because you know I like the the rules that are being established. If you win with it, you're done with it too. So those yeah. are always kind of fun too. So if you know that this back and forth is going on, you know, I love that mind game element of like, do I use my best deck now or do I save it? Um, yeah. And that could, you know, you, you know, sometimes you, you have to use them early and that's important. Yeah, definitely. So anything else going on with you other than you're behind in Players' Cup uh, tournaments? I am so far behind, uh, but I will get through them. I will get them completed, and I will hopefully – I don't think I'm going to be making it, but that's okay. I am excited about how much I've learned during this too, so – um, yeah, definitely. Uh, th- that's it's a- definitely a learning experience. Oh yeah, and I've had I've had a ton of fun. There's been a couple frustrating games, uh, you know, where it's just like, oh, how could that happen? Like you just, you know, it is random, or a crushing hammer comes into play, and that's been annoying. But it it's it's it happens. Um, so you just gotta keep yeah, moving on. Yeah. How about you, Jake? Um, you are finally due to your last key, right? Yep, yep. Uh, so I played two tournaments. Actually, no, three tournaments since the last time we recorded. Um, just haven't really had a time with uh, work and, you know, the IRL tournaments uh, and, and whatnot. Um, I ended up with it. I went and bricked on my first one, but it was a really close match. It was a good game. Back and forth. Could have gone either way lost to a Lapras deck, um, and I and I switched over back over to the Eternatus, but the Poison uh, variant so of it. So good. Uh, it is pretty good. Uh, and then I went into the next tournament, and I straight up just won it, got five, five tokens there, and then I went to another one and went into second, and then the finals I lost, but it was another like super close game. It was just on a, like a razor's edge. It could have gone either way. Mm. Um, so that puts me at 95 points. Nice. I, I feel good about the score. I, it's a little lower than I wanted to be uh, at this point. I still can hit the 100 mark if I, you know, in my last tournament, take a W. But for my first big one, I'm, I'm pretty happy about it. Even if I don't make it, I, I, I feel like 95 points, even if I scrub out on the last one, should be enough. But 
I, it's still close enough to that bubble zone where I'm, I'm still very nervous. And like, every time I think about it, I'm just like, Oh God, I get like, I just get nervous and we, we, uh, we get the legs. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, I think you got it, but I mean, even still, it's an unbelievable showing, especially for your first time doing it too. Uh, you worked really hard to get as high as you have gotten in that, in the rankings. So, um, I, I don't sell yourself short on that for sure. And I think any, all the listeners too agree with that. Well, I appreciate it. it. It was a, it was a fun run. Um, I had some really good ups and some pretty poor downs. Um, but I, again, big learning experience. Um, regardless if I make it or not, I mean, all the local guys, uh, everybody has helped, you know, improve my game to the point where I, I have a chance. Mm-hmm. So I, I would like to thank everybody that I've come into contact to either playing or just talking uh, about deck ideas or just kind of keeping my head above water and just keeping me at a level head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, uh, our, our group is amazing. So I couldn't agree more. All right. So we have part two of an episode going on today. We are actually continuing our talk of engines but this time we're focusing on draw engines. Yeah. So, um, but real quick, before we actually get into that, there's some news that was out that we really wanted to talk about with the most recent, uh, I believe it was a TCG tournament or a limitless uh, TCG tournament. Uh, yes. That we saw a really cool single prizer come out. Uh, Jake, do you want to talk a little bit more about this deck? I think a few... I don't know the complete details, but I got to give a big shout-out to Count D Money on uh, Twitter. He uh, he pulled the Greedent out of the woodworks, uh, along with the Cursola, the one that if you uh, flip a heads, uh, you you just instantly knock out what not, what hit you. Um, so I know the, the basic idea of the deck is you get your Greedent out there and you hit... And then you just you just scoop them back up into your hand, and you'll put the cursola in there. So then, they can't respond, knock out the greedent. They have to go through the cursola, and you know, obviously bosses it out there. But if they're forced to, you know, they can hit that cursola and possibly die. Um, so it was a very very interesting deck, and uh, I, when I have time to play or play around with just some of these rogue decks, I do definitely want to give it a try. It also made me want to you know try the the greedent uh drawing engine as well cuz it's uh the other great uh, he's very solid as well right i i you know we're going to cover this in another episode but i think we're going to start to see uh a more rise in single prize decks in this future actually um again that's that's a whole other topic but I love when we start to see this creativity and this thoughtfulness and that's coming out. And, you know, this is one of the, in my personal enjoyments with this game is how fast this meta will adjust, even when no really new cards are out. Right. So some, someone's figuring out something, uh, you know, there's a combination out there that a lot of players are just, you know, it's easy to fall back on the obvious ones and they're obvious for a good reason, but you know, more to a player who can come up with something and work with it and get it taking a top eight is really impressive really is definitely 
one hundred percent props to uh to to him for uh, doing that. Yep. Um, it, right. it just goes to show when we did last week, uh, you know, the draw engines is sometimes things that might not have been super meta, but can still be effective in uh, decks. So just remember, uh, you know, every so often you can go back to you know cards that are still legal and kind of reread them because sometimes there's just like a diamond in the rough that nobody's expecting. Right. It's, it's always it's always that constant. You know, go back, double check. Uh, you know, we, we, we already hinted a little bit of the poison eternatus. It's, you know, toxic croak was not a major thing. And now no, everybody was playing eternatus. It was, it was zigzagoon. And I even said like, it just guaranteed zigzagoon in the deck. And it turns out that, I mean, it's still an effective deck that way, but it's not the only way to play it. Mm -hmm. And, and depending on the situation the, the, the poison could be better. Uh, in some games, the, the zigzagoon could be better, but it's still, something that's you know everybody wasn't clamoring for at the beginning yep all right well that's enough news talk and players cup chat let's get actually to this draw engine uh episode part two go ahead in my eyes there's two different kind of draw engine um per se you have the drawing the cards the cards that you you play a specific card and then you just take a different number of cards into your hand um, so that's kind of like just what I would categorize as card draw. And then there's also the cards that are more the consistency cards where you play that said card down and you actually specifically look for a specific type of card, um, to pick out of your deck so you can continue on to drawing more cards or, you know, the game winning, uh, you know, trainer that you need. Yeah, yeah, and I think there we we're going to split up, and when we talk about these, and each one has their respective spot in the X, and you know it's important to make sure you're aware of these and you know the potency of them. Uh, so I think what we're going to do here, Jake, is we're going to start with our Pokemon, and then we'll go into the trainers, and then into items. And we're going to get into a ranking of them and what combinations we view are the best. Yeah, for sure. And then we, we're going to real quick at the end revisit the energies and kind of do a comparison of the draws and the energy uh, and see which ones our favorites are there. So let's uh, let's dive into it. Do you want to start with the uh, the first two? I think the first two to three are kind of very similar into what they want to do. Right. Let's start with those draws uh, and they're pretty straightforward so uh i think we'll go with that crowbat and dedende definitely yeah they, they both are very similar um to what they do um they both draw cards in into your hand um, but don't actually give you access necessarily to the card you're looking for you're just more digging for it than actually specifically taking it out um, from a spot of your your deck to put into your hand these are more like hand resets, especially with the Dende. The fact that you're, you know, discarding down and your Crobat play is typically getting when you have almost no cards in your hand. Ideally, it's the last card that you play and all yeah. of a sudden you, you've gotten that draw. Uh, both are to get up to six cards. So that's, you know, one shy of a starting hand uh, for this game. And they're very powerful. And we've seen... Both of them effectively, especially Dedende for really long, and Crobat right off the bat as soon as it came out, uh, it, it, you know, especially since it was designed to be with the Eternatus decks out there and how potent that has been 
to get the either the energies, just you know the other cards that you're trying to do to build the the field the way you want it to. Yeah. Um, so those two in particular, and I know we're kind of gonna I'm gonna go out of order here because um, we're mainly going on to uh, just Pokemon for now, and then we'll go into the trainers later. But with the Dene and Crobat, it, cu it couples very well with the professor's research mm -hmm. just to straight dig out of your deck. So you could, in the same turn, uh, do a Dedene to restart your hand. So you you're already have your hand size. So let's just say six cards. You discard all of them to get another hand size up to six. You can play a couple of those, play a Crobat on top of it to get your hand size back up to six. And if you still don't like what you have there, um, or you're still playing some of these cards, you can professors on top of that to get an additional seven cards. You have to discard, but you're looking through like twenty odd cards in one hand. Uh, super powerful when you can basically look at half of your deck in one turn. Right, right, and, and to go so fast like that is extremely important. And where we see that most effective really is with ADP. Uh, you know, we've, well, I've seen it done to me, just the ex exact example that you've laid out and then ADP is ready to go with an altered creation and, or even setting up the, the rest of the bench for maximum damage. Yeah. Uh, speaking with of ADP, we'll go into the next draw Pokemon, uh, that fits in with that group really well is Zacian. Yeah, Zacian, uh, again, you can do all that combo. Um, and if you, if it's your, uh, well, you can't do the professors, but if you don't quite get the cards you want, you could just end on Ultra Creation, draw those three cards. Uh, you so that's mean just Intrepid Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Intrepid yes. Um, so yeah, you're, you're drawing even more cards um, to really set your next turn up for, you know, success. Yeah, yeah. Um... And then another similar version, uh, if you're, you know, we see this other Pokemon that's not uh, Zacian is Oricorio with uh, the Dance of Tributes. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, it's dependent on a, and a Pokemon being knocked down. We see this really with the Baby Blunts and uh, this other single prizer decks out there. Um, it, it has reared its head in the ADP, uh, in the oh, ADP matchups. Oh, yeah. Uh, and there's, there's in the decks, too. Right. There's a valid spot for it pretty much in all decks. Uh, I, my Decidueye originally used to run it in there. Uh, so mm -hmm. it was, it was one of those cards that you could throw down. Um, uh, so, you know, you have a Pokemon knocked out, get three more cards, but the advantage of that over Zashing is that that's not the end of your turn. That is in the middle of your turn. And we can, mm -hmm. you know, again, this pairs really well with some of these other pull cards out there that we're going to get into, um, or, and definitely a lot of the trainers and, uh, item cards he's also very strong because a lot of times even if you know you get something knocked out before they do that they might uh reset stamp you especially if you're winning in its late game to like a one or two prize or card hand most of the time you know with those other guys you're just kind of hoping you top deck those but right. if you already have an oratorio down you're doing his his uh his ability and now you're all of a sudden up to four to five cards in your hand. And you you can start working from there. Yeah. And that's why he's super, super good in uh, the baby blue cephalon uh, matchup. Yep. Yep. You're, you're almost um, penalized for killing 
your opponent's Pokemon. <laughs> mm-hmm. And again, it's draw power is very strong, and to be able to get that get get a hand recovery too. So next, let's take a look at two other Pokemon that require a little bit more work to get up and running for draw, but are very potent: uh, Pidgeotto and Chichino. So, yes, they've both seen a lot of success in stalled deck arch- archetypes. Right. Right. Being able to put cards either, you know, getting getting rid of the cards that you need to to get into the discard pile or just, you know, putting cards that you don't need right away back into the deck, which, you know, you can just you'll be cycling through. Uh, both of them are just uh, Pidgeotto draws one and puts one in the bottom of your deck. Chichino, you have to discard a card and you can draw two. We're seeing those again, like you said earlier, in those control decks. Uh, which one's your personal favorite, Jake? Which one do you like more? Uh, well, seeing that I'm not really a stall slash like middle player or whatever, um, I haven't really had a lot of experience with both. I could say which one is more annoying for me to play against. And again, we're I'm, we're talking, I we just started basically at the Sword and Shield as far as like competitive play. And so, so Chinchino was kind of prevalent uh, when the base set came out. Uh, Pidgeotto was kind of dying off already. I know he's he's been very prevalent. Uh, that was kind of a little before our time. So mm-hmm. I would say Chinchino is probably the better card. I, I would agree. Um, you know, I the fact that it's a get two cards kind of situation, I like more, personally. Yeah. Uh, and the discarding is really not a penalty in most cases. No. Because um, no. you want to discard. Right, right. It could be easily one of those ones that are, you know, we've seen this pair with, uh, again, more baby fire decks where they discard a fire and then they giant, you know, or they then they fire crystal it all back up anyways. So... Uh, there's a lot of good combinations out there with Chino to get to more cards to be more effective, and it's okay to get rid of one. Yeah. Um, so there's another, um, an old favorite, and especially with some of these, uh, if if this card rose, you know, hits off, um, the Savali <laughs> GX with the disc reload, super good. Mm-hmm. I know there's been talks. What? Uh, in the game about trying to develop decks that you know both hands are discarded and then you have this in your bench to then on your turn you just go back up to five and yeah yeah it, it, it there it's good for control it's good for recovery um you know you draw up to five and again yeah like you said with rose this is a quick recovery from that mm-hmm and another one of those uh, cards where if it's on your bench and you get reset stamped, you're okay with that because you're just going to disc reload and have cards in hand. Mm-hmm. The last one I think we want to talk about as far as just like card draw um, is the new Poltegeist. It's uh, the one that's part of the Mad Party. Okay, so he's super solid. So basically all you want to do is you discard another Mad Partier um, from your from your hand and put them in your discard and then you draw two cards yep yep uh, yeah and so it's just another way to kind of help that that dex engine work as far as like damage output and it's also a consistency card where you're just drawing on top of um, what you normally would right we separated this one from the other ones primarily because of the fact that it's only for this deck 
right? Yeah. Like, you, you have to have other mad parties, and you're only really putting this in there with the other mad parties. So it's a more focused version, but it is still uh, has, you know, again, drawing two cards and then that could be two more one you're putting in you're putting in a to increase your damage output and then two that could be the energy the, that you're looking for for the attack or that could actually be you know a couple other cards that allow you to get rid of more mad party members mm-hmm. definitely so it, it, it's it's a solid card um it's definitely if you're playing against it it's it's the mad party uh pokemon you really want to focus down on if you can to take out because the the other ones yet yeah, they're they have their purpose in the deck um especially like the bottlebees I, I would still rather just knock out a pulte guys because it just takes their consistency down just you know just that much more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so that's it for the uh, the the card drawing pokemon i want to get into the card pulling pokemon more of the pokemon that you uh you you play their effect and you're looking for a specific card at the specific time to, you know, possibly be the game-winning play or set you up or disrupt your opponent. So I want to get into those card-pulling Pokemon. And the first and foremost, I want to just start with Jirachi, the the Stellar Wish Jirachi. He's tried and true since the beginning. Um, So basically, you just, you do a Stellar Wish, he falls asleep, you look at the first, or at the top five cards of your deck, and you pull out a trainer card from there. Yeah, such a solid card. Pretty much included in everything right now. Yeah, he's he's a very great consistency card, um, especially on those decks where you expect to lose a Pokemon or two. He can just jump right. He'd be on your bench, just jump right in there, do a Stellar Wish, and then hopefully you know you're you're finding him as you're you know sequencing your deck down so you can increase the odds of finding the card you want, and then you you know you pull it at that time and then you get to use use the card. At, uh, in question mm-hmm. he did get a little bit worse uh since rotation losing the u-turn board uh but most most decks use four scoop ups four switches that run the jirachi engine so the loss of wait you mean the, the board is, right yeah a skateboard what did i say you U-turn, s- i said u-turn yeah u-turn still in it yeah u-turn board still in there you don't really want u-turn board i'm sorry yeah with the loss of a skateboard um yeah but with with those four cards uh well eight cards actually uh, with the four nets four switches it's pretty easy to get him in uh into your active do his his ability and then jump him off to the bench or even just put him back into your hand right i don't know how many times i've actually seen a turn go where they put down one chirachi you know and then put another one down switch and then scoop and repeat and get what they need um mm-hmm. you know although sometimes i find it kind of funny where they keep getting what they need to do what they want to do with the Jirachi rather than get the cards to actually build the engine or build what they're trying, their field for their, their main damage or control that they're out yeah. there. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's such a good card. Uh, let's jump to, I think another solid one that a lot of people have known for a while here is Eldegoss. Uh, the Eldegoss yeah. V. Uh, and that its ability to, when you play it and get any support from your discard pile, I don't know how that many times that has saved me where I play, got the bosses and finish off with a quick win or even gotten, um, you know, professor's research, just anything that adjusts the game 
back towards my favor. Eldegoss has saved me in so many ways. Yeah, definitely. And, and also, like, the, on decks that, you're, like, you're playing a lot of researches, and, like, early game, you're playing a research to, to you know, try to find the cards you're looking for, and you might have to, you know, ditch a boss's orders or two that's in your hand because you don't need it at that specific time. So it goes in your discard pile, and you're drawing, you know, you're drawing the cards you need at the moment. But that Eldegoss... But Jirachi, he's looking for your 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 deck through your deck, and sometimes it might be a little hard or clunky depending on how big your deck size is. Orang or uh, Eldegoss, you already know the bosses in your in your discard, so you just put him down. And there he is. Take him up and use boss for the win. So he's 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 a great support Pokemon. And if you are unfortunate enough to start with him, his retreat cost and his attack are reasonable to. You know, put if you have to attack with him, you actually get to put him back into your deck. So it's not like Dedenne. Well, even Dedenne, depending on the uh, the deck build, you can still put him in your deck. But it's a lot easier to put uh, Eldegoss back into your deck, right. even if you don't have an optimal start. Right. Float up is a two colorless attack, and I've you know in decks that I play it where I start off with Eldegoss in there, I actually don't see it as an issue as putting the energy on Eldegoss and immediately getting it back in my hand. Yeah. But in the same vein as Eldegoss, um, actually I have kind of two cards I want to talk about that kind of work in tandem to do kind of the same thing, and they kind of branch off and do other things as well, um, is the Mewtwo and the Rangaroo. So Mewtwo, you play him down and you take a card out of your discard pile, but instead of putting it in your hand, just put it at the top of your deck. Um, so it's still super solid, uh, and depending on what Pokemon you have, like like a Rangaroo, if he's on your bench, you can now switch a card from your hand and take that card that you just took from Mewtwo and put it on the top of your deck, and you can just put it into your hand and use it right then and there if you need to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're both super solid. Um, Mewtwo is kind of in the same vein as the Eldegoss, but a Rangaroo kind of gonna also can play around with the deck to help you um, and pair with other things like Rotom phone, so you can look for specific cards you're looking for, um, and then you can do his ability to just grab that off. Um, he's also with the new co- the colossal uh, V. Uh, if you need that energy for his his one energy attack, you can a Rangaroo and put an energy right on the top and switch it with whatever's there, and guarantee you have the card you want on the top for the attack. And then that that way, you know, you're you're energy excelling at that point as well. Right. I, you know, it's funny. That's why I feel like Orangadaru is, uh, it is a draw, but it's a reverse pull in my mind always. Uh, you know, like the combinations that you've talked about uh, and the Torkoal V or those ones where like if the discard the top card and it does more damage, you know, this, mm-hmm. this, this card is such an amazing inclusion in those decks to be able to pull that additional, those effects off too. So that's why I, I we view it as more of a, a pull rather than a draw in its own right. Yeah, uh, for I sure. Think, so... I think we, what we want to do is actually get into another set of uh, two Pokemon here, specifically a stage one and stage two from Swabble, uh, the Inteleon, ba- baby Inteleon line. So mm-hmm. those shady dealings and we have, they are shady. <laughs> they are shady. So the stage one drizzle, uh, shady dealings one 
when you play this Pokemon from your hand to evolve one of your Pokemon during your turn, you may search your deck for a trainer card, reveal it, and put it into your hand. Again, very powerful. Going through the whole deck, uh, you know, compared to Jirachi getting to the limited number, this is anything you want. You can immediately adapt your deck. We talked about this previously with the the blast in the last episode with the Blastoise combination, um, getting what you need to either evolve or set up your bench. Uh, so that's really good. And then the very next turn, you get to follow it up with another Shady Dealings with an Inteleon evolving. And this one, instead of doing one, you get two trainer cards of your choice. So this could easily change your outcome. You know, you know, say you're behind for whatever reason. You need the Frostmoth going. Uh, you need... Uh, you, you need that bosses, you need to do a couple cards, and you're like, ah, these two cards right here are just allowing you to get what you want right then and there. Hey, you know, it's it's effective. It's it's very strong. Uh, the, the tough part about it, though, is it's a stage one and stage two, and what you use to try and get those at the same time. So uh, I really like these two, but I, I know we've only seen a limited success uh, with them since they released in the base set of Sword and Shield. I don't know about you, Jake, but um, you know I know you tried running a little bit with this for a little while. What has been your experience with these two? Uh, yeah, so I, 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 there are a couple of videos, uh, you know, with the new, with well, not new, but the the Lapras deck that really takes advantage of these Inteleons. Uh, or the Sobbles and the Sizzle. What, what's the middle one? Drizzle. Drizzle. I was going to say Sizzle. Drizzle. Sizzle Drizzle. Drizzle. <laughs> um, Sizzle, drizzle. It's all good. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's it's not like a, a typical stage, like, two Pokemon, because you don't need the candy, and you don't necessarily even want to do the candy. Right. Because um, you could just do it's It's just kind of you, you evolve it one turn, and get its effect, and do it again the next turn, possibly. I find it's it's if you're running a, like a deck that you need the candies, you could use that to find the candy. Um, especially if you're going into the Inteleon, you can find the candy and find like the evolution incense of the, of the Pokemon that you need to evolve. So it actually makes it pretty pretty easy to do that. Right. I've actually um, seen so. the combination when I played against this, where they've done the drizzle, gotten the evolution incense to get the Inteleon and then evolve the other drizzle into the Inteleon and they get the two other cards because you know they could have just gotten the one but getting the two was more potent for them that round and you know I've actually lost on ladder uh I was playing yeah. fire but it, again it was and, and and one thing to note though is in t uh, that stage two aqua bullet bullet is nothing to cut you know it's only two energy and you're doing 120 plus 20 snipe damage. That's, you know, they can make good yeah, use of that too. So once that's in for the a bench, one prizer is not bad. Yeah. For a one prizer out there, two energy. Um, and, and you know, we, we've seen it, the combination again with these kind of stage twos, a quick scoop up net and the whole process can start over again too. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's more solid than I think people gave it credit for um, when it first came out. Uh, it's one of those cards where I think where we were talking about, like, you know, that might be a diamond in the rough that people just forgot about. Um, and recently, I've seen it pop up more and more. And I think it, you know, it has a, a good place in future decks coming up in the meta. So I would not sleep on it. 
No, I but definitely pay attention to it. My only issue with it is, is it takes up too much of the bench. And if I could see this one in like say like you know getting um uh, the ban bench expansions with like you know say Eternatus, I, obviously this is an illegal combination. But I'm just saying like if you could have like eight or six even six Pokemon on your bench. This yeah, would go a long way because you could be setting up other factors for the bench for the, the attack or whatever you're trying to do. Um, I do I do agree with you with, with what's coming out. We will see interesting combinations. Definitely. Next is actually Charizard Braxton. If you are getting that Pokemon to attack, then you're being able to pull specifically three different cards from the deck. Really potent, especially, I mean, 180 is not the damage that you're looking for, especially with a, a tag team. Uh, but fire decks will use this to get exactly what they want to set up a turn. Uh, you know, so the next turn, so maybe they pull the welder, the switch and something else and boom. And all of a sudden they got exactly what they need. And, uh, the, you know, next turn, all of a sudden you went from trying to take out this one tag team and the other tag team, or, or you know, the Torkoal, um, whatever is in the benches. Uh, ready to play so getting three cards real quick and being able to look through the deck again is really strong yeah definitely it it, it was more prevalent when it first came out um the hp is a little low at this point which is kind of crazy to think of <laughs> but it's still super solid just to grab the exact combination of three that you need the one problem with this card you know, over the others is it kind of ends your turn and it can be susceptible to the Marnie or yep. the reset stamp. Um, so that who, is something to think about while you're, you're thinking about that kind of drawing. Yeah. As someone who had, uh, was late to this fire, wanted to try it out. I don't know how many times my opponent was like, Oh, that's cute. I will Marnie you. And then yeah. <laughs> whatever you did was just went away. Uh, so, All those cards you want, they're at the bottom of your deck. <laughs> right, and, and I think our next Pokemon we want to talk about, the same vein, is Cramorant V with uh, the Big yep. Catch. You know, you're pulling two cards, doing no damage, though, which is a major downside, but the upside is it's only one energy. Um, yeah. And, you know, this could be... I've, I've used this to at least my... Po uh, you know, we both ran Cramorant in our Inteleon V decks uh, to either get the, the setup for next turn, too, so... Again, it's uh, or I even used it when I was running Sandaconda, uh, when I yeah. didn't have the Colossal engine up and running. I tried to get this to get that Colossal engine, and everyone yeah. knew I was doing that, so they tried to stop me. How about you, Jake? Yeah. Uh, I've seen this card in success in a lot of different decks, but I think the biggest one is Baby Blacephalon. Again, so say you're early game and the Blacephalon's players first turn, uh, if they're going second. Uh, and they don't really quite have what they need. You can find, you know, the welder and the crystal or the hearth or something that you need to get them up and running the next turn. Or even find, you know, a quick ball so you can put the Oracorio down so they knock you out. And, hey, well, you knocked me out. And now I'm looking at even more cards to set up uh, for a big, a big knockout, uh, potentially, uh, right back with the, the Baby Blacephalon. Mm -hmm. So I think that's basically it for the Pokemon part of the uh, the drawing engine or the consistency uh, cards. Uh, before we move on to trainers, I want to read off a code. Let's nice. see. We got, let's go Darkness Ablaze. So we got D, 
seven x nine six j j l b n m d seven all right so now i want to talk about the trainer cards and more specifically about the supporter cards and i think we will need to start with the drawing before we do the polling because you know there Hop. are pop <laughs> you talking about our local our local friend adam's favorite card oh yeah definitely I heard, uh, I heard I heard he had a very great reaction to getting a couple more of those the other, today. Uh, well, I think he had them, you know, like throughout the week. But uh, yeah, t- today at the tournament, he had a. Uh, he was so upset that he he pulled them that he crumbled them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I think what we're trying to get at is uh, what were the ones that we wanted to highlight here are the ones that have the most potency for the decks in play. Uh, there are cards like Hop and Milo that. Yes, Dan. They, and Dan, they are draw cards. They are draw supporters. Yet they don't. They're not worth. We're not going to talk about them. They're, they're not. We're not going to be talking about them. We're going to talk what we think are the most prevalent. You know, because we're trying to keep this episode at, at a reasonable, you know, right. time frame. <laughs> but at, saying that, there are you know the the first the first couple I want to talk about are the the most prevalent that you see in basically all decks depending on you know the type of deck you're playing but professor's research um you simply you play that card you discard your hand and you draw seven cards and we talked about it a little bit before in in combination with the crowbat and the dnas it just allows you to dig deeper into your deck if you're looking for card combinations um where you know the card pulling cards aren't going to do because you need multiple cards on in hand uh, to do what you need to do. Um, that is the most aggressive and fastest card we have as far as draw uh, drawing cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think next then uh, is the Marnie. You know, again, it, it's a it's a fun disruption, but easy to include in most decks because you're getting rid of your entire hand, but it's instead of being discarded, going to the bottom and you get five. If your opponent uh, has a ton because they, you know, drew from the previous turn with like intrepid sword or something, this can be a good disruption. Yeah. Also. So there's, that's yeah. a nice bonus, but again, it's a, it's a, it's another very strong draw card uh, to kind of maybe reset your hand a little bit or, you know, just, uh, you know, all right, all right, this isn't working right now. Let's try and get it back into this game. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you can always do the same kind of combination with those other two support Pokemon I talked about earlier. Um, instead of the professors, um, it's just a little less draw actual cards into your hand. But right. it's, if you need the disruption or if that's the only card you have, it's still great to play. Right. Um, and then the next one I want to talk about uh, and we talked about this, and we ranked it number one in our power rankings as far as Energy Excel, um, and Welder. And it doesn't go in every deck like Marnie and Professor's Research does, but it will go into a lot of colorless and fire decks. And on top of that Energy Excel, it's also you draw three cards. Um, so it's it's hop, but on steroids because you're Energy Excelling, but you're also getting rewarded for it and getting to look at those three cards. Yeah. Yeah, again, we we talked about it a lot in the previous episode. Very strong. Easy to include when you, it's the right type of deck. So there's just no question about it. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, and so there's another one that's kind of in the same vein as far as just pulling, um, you know, drawing, you know, a ton of cards. Uh, and you don't see this as much. It really is more deck dependent. And I was really on that uh, Scorch, um Green Santa hype Scorch. train. Yeah, yeah, I was on that hype train for um, a while. And one card in there. Uh, I've seen it with one ofs or multiples in this specific uh, archetype is the Kabu. Um, because you're playing a low Pokemon count, you basically, uh, it's like Cynthia, but better if the circumstance is, you know, in your favor. If you only have one Pokemon and you you play the Kabu, you'll shuffle your hand back into your, your deck and you'll draw eight cards. So you're actually getting more cards than your professor's research. And you're not losing assets in the process of doing that. The reason you don't see this in a lot of decks, you know, compared to professors, is if you have multiple Pokemon on there, now you're only drawing four cards, and that's definitely not, like, the digging power you really, really are going for. Right. It, with ADP and Eternatus, this is an obvious not include because of the mm -hmm. fact that you you're gonna, your bench is pretty much going to be full. And... Uh, like you said, with that Senny Scorch or those low bench decks that try not to have a lot of cards, this is a this is a good one. This is this is a card a lot of people were like meh at first, and I think it's it's kind of interesting to see how it's been rotated in slowly. Yes, yeah. Again, it's fringe, but it is definitely worth talking about, and it can be very effective. Unlike Hop, mm -hmm. uh, another fringe. One that I, I personally and I talked about before is the Erica's Hospitality. And I just want to note, I have seen a rise of it. Uh, again, you're, you have to set up the circumstances right. But with Eternatus out there, it's such a good inclusion with uh, decks that don't, their Pokemon, you know, you don't have a lot of Pokemon that cause draw. And, mm -hmm. you know, and that you need to keep, like I said, with those decidueyes, you need to keep certain cards in your hand, uh, such as the rare candies uh, or, or you know, maybe a switch or something. Or just uh, you, you can't afford losing them with like a professor's research right now. So this mm -hmm. the, these two, that, that card, quick, possibly nine cards, depending on the matchup. Uh, but most of the time you're talking six cards and, uh, you know, again, which is still not too bad. No, it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's been very effective for me, uh, it, it, with the decision deck and I've kind of mixed in, including it in certain ones, but uh, again, it's, it's like Kapu. It's, it's more fringe. Yeah. Um, one last one. I, I kind of, we were teetering if it's card pull or card draw, um, and I've seen a very, you know, big uptick in the this card's play is clay. Uh, so I've seen it a lot in the some ADP variants, um, and it reads: discard the top seven cards of your deck. If any of those cards are item cards, put them into your hand. So ADP likes to play a lot of of item cards, like like the saucers or or the great catchers, or the Pokemon communications, or or the pokey catchers. Uh, so they're they're heavy. There's a lot of heavy gusting. So even if it's a coin flip, if they're just throwing that down and they're, God forget, God forbid, get seven, uh, you know, items if they were all right there, they could just really abuse um, 
the, the game state of play right then and there. Right. I've seen this to be used in great effect with the, um, uh, the Intellion version of the ADP. I know it's not as popular, but you know, they get those buckets all of a sudden and then all this energy because mm-hmm. of the frost moth and it's all out there. All, you know, quick return, uh, quick recovery, you know, or they need to get a uh, Dedende, uh, you know, you might get your cherish ball or a quick ball. So, Ken, it's 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 not it's not really f- pretty much uh, uh, any other deck right now in my mind other than ADP, but it's really good. It's a really good de- card. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I- again, it's fringe, but it's it could be very super effective. I do want one more uh, bird keeper. I think a lot of people, it's been you know, it's it's a mixed inclusion, but quick that switch and its ability to draw three cards still pretty potent. Uh, you know, especially if you you're trying to get some other setup. I know that it has it's just another you know solid card to include uh, again, but you are using it up at your your supporter for only three cards without as much effectiveness as say welder yes definitely it, it can definitely be very effective if if you're you're trying to have a heavy you know use of switches in your deck or you anticipate there's going to be item like like Vega volt gets super popular um you could use that instead of a switch because obviously then you'd be stranded but it it, it definitely has its uses mm-hmm. i almost forgot jake uh and i think a couple of our listeners would be a little upset if we did talk about it Roxy. Yeah. Yep. You know, again, this is a another one of those more focused into a specific type of deck. Uh, again, a damage wheel, damage dealing with those uh, wheezings and coughings. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but you, you know, you, when you discard, you're you're drawing three more. So uh, again, it, uh, you know, you're looking at that double edged sword there of dealing damage from a supporter card specifically and getting more mm. cards too so uh, you know roxy's roxy's effective but it has it has to be you know again specific for a, a type of deck yeah definitely it, it fits really well into like that wheezing deck like you said it can fit into the mad party without the wheezing or with it um just for that added draw support mm-hmm mm-hmm so I think that's basically it for the you know, the prevalent trainer um, supporter drawing cards. Um, now I want to kind of go into the pull cards. And the first one I want to talk about uh, is kind of a little bit of both, um, but it's the Caitlyn and Cynthia. It's a, it's a pretty good uh, tag team uh, supporter card. So you basically it's just this, put a supporter card from your discard pile into your hand. You can't choose a Caitlyn Cynthia um, to put in your, uh, from your discard pile into your hand. Um, when you play this card, you may discard another card from your hand if you do draw three cards. So you do have that bonus um, of where you are drawing three more cards for playing this, but you also get to take a specific card from your discard um, to set yourself up for the next turn uh, and, and keep your deck consistent. Uh, it, it could also search for the game-winning card for the next turn um, and on on top of grabbing cards that might help you in the turn you're you're currently in the the drawback to this again if you're you're specifically looking for 
the card from your discard pile is it can get Marty right back to the bottom of your 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 deck. So it's a little susceptible, like like the the Charizard Breakston kind of was, um, but still super solid card. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I want to jump right to the next one that's pretty much included with all the other fire ones, uh, and that mm-hmm. is the green explorations. You know, this this is it. This card allowing you to pull exactly what you need with having no ability Pokemon out there in the field. Um, you know, so, you, you know, just a guaranteed way to get that welder um, yep. out there. And, you know, you know, you, you've seen people that have actually have done the Lieutenant Surge, then done this and then gotten the welder. And that combination is really strong. Um, yeah. So... You know, it's it's a card that's been around for a little while now, and it's you know still very effective. Uh, you know, again, yeah. we I think what we might see is some other decks might take good use out of this later, uh, but it's it's you know worth it. Yeah, I think Green's Exploration um, more than anything is like the best friend of Volcanion because you can just if you you know you go first you're going you're. You're the second player, but you're going first on your turn. You just use use greens. You find your Volcanian, a switch, or a, or a crystal, or a hearth, and you just attach, set up, bam. Uh, it it's kind of goes hand in hand with that kind of archetype at the moment. But yeah, I I definitely agree that there's a lot of promise, you know, in future decks that might not be super reliant on specific supporters to like energy excel. So I think that, that that is definitely a card to continue looking at. Yeah, I think another auto-include now for what we're seeing in the meta that we have to talk about is Peers, especially with Crobats being able to fit in pretty much any of the decks there. Uh, but Peers' ability again is you get to pull one dark Pokemon and one energy, and that energy could be of any other type, so don't forget that. So you're getting two really strong cards there. And, you know, we see this massively effective with the Eternatus decks. Um, you know, pulling exactly what you need Pokemon wise and then getting that additional energy. And, you know, I use in my, with my peers, I use it typically to actually not just pull a regular dark energy, but to get the capture energy or even the uh, hiding energy so that I, if I need a, a rotate going on that, you know, I, I'm not looking for a balloon now. I'm just, here get this retreat and uh follow up maybe with the actual alternatives that i need to do the attacks with um and again you know get any of those darks so it doesn't it doesn't it could be from all those versions and you know especially with the poison ones out there that could be the toxic croak or that could be the slow bro uh that comes in or the trubbish that puts down the the poison um you know very solid card you know yes you're limited to two but it's two of what you need yeah and especially if you have a low uh, hand size you you know you find the peers um you put that you find the energy you attach the energy and then you just play down the crowbat and now you're 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 drawing it into more cards that you know will lead you to uh you know better places right and a similar one uh, i want to talk about it's an older one it's from cosmic eclipse is the rosa uh, it's more situational because you have to have someone knocked out, 
uh, from your last turn, but then allows you to pull pull a a Pokemon uh, uh, for for a Pokemon, a trainer card, and a basic energy. Reveal them and put them into your hand. Then shuffle your deck. Very good card. Again, I I like peers more. Yes, you're getting less, but you don't have to have the knockout. Uh, you know, I know that this word where we see this is again more single prizer decks. Some people who yeah, actually ride just... with the the babies and the um, the Sijigoons, they might you might see this in there. I agree with you that uh, in most decks, well, I guess the turn of this, um, and, you know, depending on you know if you could fit peers in there, he he's super solid, um, but he's usually going to be a one of or a two of. Mm-hmm. Um, now Rosa, she's almost a, a four of in almost any one prizer deck. I I would think. Uh, especially like the you saw for a little while the the Cinderace deck, uh, and it's similar decks to that where it's like you 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 will hit into a, a Pokemon, you know, trying to hit for that two the two hit KO, and you you kind of expect to lose whatever's hitting, so that Rosa will just get, you know, your one prizers up and running, um, that much quicker the next turn after to, to respond. Um, so depending on the deck, I think Rosa could be better. Um, again, deck dependent, but right. it, just I, thinking that you might you need four of her compared to one or two of peers. Right. I, I think the thing is, it, it it made more sense earlier on when you had to get to the stage twos because it was like, get that rare candy quickly, um, you know, get the Pokemon that you need to evolve to get the the rare candy to guarantee you can evolve it. And, you know, that that's really strong again, but it's dependent on you know the previous turn and but now you kind of and and you're using up your supporter for the round so where i've seen you know with the evolution incense the pokemon communications and the rare candies you know that kind of makes up for it in a weird way without having to sacrifice that supporter so you could be using a boss as that turn if necessary or even a professor's to just get rid of your hand again it's um I, I, there's a easy justification between them, between either of them, and it is tough. But I agree. I, I don't run more than two peers at all, and even in my Eternus' decks, I don't think it's smart wise to run four of peers. Yeah, I agree. All right, so I want to talk about one more, and I know there's another that you want to talk about. This card doesn't see a lot of play anymore. It used to when you saw Thunder Mountain still in in the format. Uh, it's Guzmahala. Um, depending, uh, you know, again, this is very t- situational on the, on the, uh, the deck you're running. If you're running stadiums, uh, it's a great way to go find a stadium, um, in addition to finding, um, you know, other cards you need. So it's just, if you just play this card by itself, um, search your deck or search your deck for a stadium card, reveal it and put it into your hand, then shuffle your deck. So just the first effect of it is it's solid, especially if. You know, you're looking for some of the new stuff that's coming out or like a Rose Tower or Swell or, you know, whatever it might be to to disrupt your opponent or or help you in energy um, acceleration. But there's also a second effect. When you play this card, uh, you may discard two other cards from your hand. If you do, you may search for a Pokemon tool and a special energy in this way and there's not a lot of ways currently to find special energy so it could be very key 
especially like in an electric deck where you're at the moment looking probably for a swell so something's not like boosting their self uh so you're making it harder on them so you can find the swell you can you can actually even discard your energy to find that tapu coco or help the tapu coco then you can find a tool card uh and the special energy just to continue on that that uh drawing engine with like the speed lightning uh, it's, it's super solid i think mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i i i came in right when that you know was starting to disappear but who knows i i i can it could still very well appear you know we still see this kind of see in some fire decks actually still because they need to get that giant hearth out there so mm -hmm. Uh, and my last card that I think that's worth talking about is still that Hapu. Hapu being looking at the top six cards of your deck and put two of them into your hand, discard the other cards. Uh, again, we talked a little bit about this with the Sandaconda deck uh, back, oh, ooh, was that episode three now? Um, the idea here is that, you know, yes, you're only getting two of those six cards, but if you're running that Colossal engine, this is great to get that energy in that discard pile, even again with the electrical. Uh, so still some very potent things here and, you know, getting into and finding two other cards uh, that could help you play out to be able to finish out the, the round the way you want to could go a long way. And so, Again, if you can combine that with taking advantage of what was discarded, then it's, you know, that this card can be very potent. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it also can hurt you. It's sometimes. Yes, it's a gamble. You, you might lose a card that you absolutely didn't want to because you needed the other cards, um, depending on the deck. So, I mean, it's a double-edged sword. Um it's a risk to play that kind of card, but, you know, it could definitely pay off and help you in the long run. Right. Uh, you have to know what you're going to. You have to understand what you might be losing uh, in order mm -hmm. to pull this off. So uh, it, it's worth talking about, again, just because I, although we don't see as much success with that Sandaconda deck, it just doesn't go away, <laughs> you know, uh, and this mm -hmm. is this is pretty much an uh, include for most players. Definitely. I agree. All right. All right. Uh, I think that's basically it for the supporter cards. I know, like we said, there are a few that we've missed, but I think we're we're good with uh, with the cards that we selected. Right. Right. No. I, I. There's a lot there. Supporters. There's a ton of them there. But again, these are the I think what we view as the most prevalent ones. Um, I think we, what we need to do is jump right into the items, actually, uh, or the the rest of the trainer cards. And mm -hmm. let's get into, you know, let's get into those draw cards now. When we started doing this research for the trainer cards for between the draw and the pull, one thing that we noticed that is a lot of this stuff is mostly pull oriented, uh, or at least our definition of the pull. Uh, there are a couple draw ones that we definitely want to highlight. First and foremost is that Rose's Tower. Uh, it's that stadium and that allows you once during each player's turn that player may draw cards until they have three in their hand so it's helpful because it might be getting rid of another stadium away from there and if you like you know we the example of using rose or if something came up where you can't draw that turn this mm -hmm. might be a, a recovery um, and then I think the other one that Jake is worth mentioning is just lucky egg uh, it's yeah. that Pokemon tool it's a good knockout one so if you're losing your 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 
Pokemon and you don't have enough because of the circumstances, um, you know, from the opponent, but it has to be from the opponent's attack. Uh, that is to make note there. Draw cards until you have seven cards in your hand. So uh, that can, you know, that can be a whole hand reset in some instances. If you w- yeah. went and played your whole turn and, you know, you didn't do what you didn't get what you needed to, or you had to use up a lot to get what you needed to. This can be the recovery. Yeah. So the biggest, uh, the biggest area of I've seen this lucky egg be successful is in like the stall variants. So say you, you know, you, you throw pokies or a, a pokey doll out there, it still counts as a Pokemon. So you put them in the active, um, and you know, if they can't gust you, they, they knock it out or just have to pass. Um, and that lucky egg still counts, you know, as, as, a, you know, it'll still stay there. So if, if you knock it out, now they're just getting to draw the cards they need to, you know, try to mill you or stall you or something like that. Um, so it's seen a lot of success in that kind of archetype. I, I guess there's also a lot of, a lot to be said, like if you expect to lose like a one prizer and, you know, you're going for two hit knockouts, it could definitely help you uh, in the next turn, draw those cards you need. Uh, to to you know, do the damage you need. Yep, yep, yeah. It, it it's a fun rec- uh, like I said, it's a fun recovery, and it's also a um, you know stating to your opponent, yeah, I know you're gonna knock this Pokemon out, but you're gonna help me a lot too. Yeah, definitely. So right. the rest of these are more kind of uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say they really categorize either either um, drawing. I mean, some of them are pulling, but a lot of them are just consistency cards that help uh, bolster either your Pokemon's uh, drawing or pull um, effectiveness. The same goes along with the the uh, the supporters. Right. So I, that... I think I think what we want to do real quick is just highlight the obvious ones, and that's pretty much all the Pokeballs. The crate ball, the yeah, quick yeah, ball. Yeah, all the balls. All the all all yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and the cherish balls. Yeah, they 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 go in your deck. Get what you need. Sometimes it's a limited number or the whole deck. You know, again, very straightforward. Um, you know, so that's why let's you know. Then we got... I would say I want to give the biggest shout out as far as the balls go is to the quick ball because that is the most prevalent right now into our game. Um, you just discard of energy, and you find you search your deck for any basic Pokemon. I think that's the most like that's almost an auto include for in each deck. I yep. I don't know if there's a current deck that thinks it's a good idea to have less than that. Right. Yeah. Yep. Nope. I agree. I couldn't agree more. The other ones are you know maybe two ofs or one ofs uh, like the cherished balls, the the great balls, the poke. I don't think you should put Pokeballs in there, but <laughs> to a lesser extent, Pokeballs, um, they all have, you know, drawing engines to, that can find you, you know, the Dedenes, the Crobats, the Oricorios, uh, yep. Orangaroos, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, I think the, so the next this... one to follow up, though, with that is the, the other two are the Pokemon Communications and the Evolution Incense. Pretty much very similar to the Pokeballs, uh, but with, a, you know, other couple stipulations. Uh, obviously, with the Evolution Incense, you're pulling only Stage 1 and higher, or mm-hmm. VMAX. Um, and so, there, you know, that is very good, except, 
you know, sometimes that might not be what you need. You might need the basic, uh, which why that pairs well with that Pokemon communication, because, you know, you need the Crobat, you need the Dedende. Well, you only have the evolution end sense and the Pokemon communication. Well, now you got the Pokemon so you can grab what you need. Also double check uh, what is in the deck and then put the Pokemon back, get the actual Pokemon you're going for. And, you know, that, that pull combination is very strong uh, for not just also getting those other those other draw Pokemons, but also getting the stage two or later Pokemons that you need for uh, those other engine decks out there. Yeah. Another one last kind of drawing card I want to talk about is uh, the electromatic, electromagnetic radar. Um, it's the same kind of vein. Uh, so you... If you play this card, you discard two cards from your hand, and then search your deck for any combination of electric GX or EX cards, reveal them, and put them into your hand and shuffle your deck. So this is a good way, especially in electric variant, if you're like Picarom or um, you just want to get that Dedene out there, you could you can search for the Dedene or the Picarom or the Choo Choo and you know, place those down and continue on with the consistency uh, digging uh method of looking through your deck right and the nice thing is you don't have to discard anything for this card a very good card you know again i i like to run it if i'm running it a dende focus deck i haven't been using it in a while though just because i tend to prefer crobat right now uh yeah definitely i I think it's more important to use it in an electric if you're playing anything else it might not be as good right I mean, I'm I'm going to be getting back into electric, no questions asked, with the next release. Uh, so, yeah. uh, it, you know, we might see this research, no problem. Definitely. Uh, I think I th- that I, does it for as far as Pokemon draw. Yeah, um, I think the only other ones right now are, are more along the lines of the consistency that you're talking about. So, which yeah. which one's your favorite of of those? Okay, so hands down, just because of our you know set review for our champions path, that I think it's still coming uh, is the Rotom phone. So it pairs well with uh, a Rangaroo, especially you, you know you just you play that card down, you look at the top five cards of your deck, and then you place the card you want on the top, and then you shuffle the rest of the cards in your deck. So it's just another way to. Con- you know, help that consistency of finding the card you need um, and putting it in a place where you can easily pick it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we, we've been seeing some good play with it, so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's one of those ones that are, it's it's not, it, a lot of people don't see it right now for their need for their decks. Uh, but as again, we're going to see with the new stuff coming out, uh, I, I believe this card will be it. it pretty much include for everyone yeah so there's only a couple more uh, you want to get the next one yeah uh poke gear 3.0 uh definitely a major inclusion for those fire welder decks gotta find that fire or gotta find that welder gotta find that welder this is so potent being able to go and get those supporter cards too um, I love this. This was, you know, one of the earlier cards that I used right off the bat for pretty much all my decks at first. Um, so getting the bosses, getting the professor's research, uh, you know, just to be able to, it, it can change your whole hand real fast. Uh, you know, 
And, and, you know, we just talked about Rotom Phone. This can kind of pair with that. Like, if you aren't sure if you should use your poker gear right now, you can do the phone and then look. Ah, oh, perfect. I, I, I do have it. Play that. Get the get the supporter that you need. And then continue on with the rest of the turn. Um, so, kind of a cool combination that I look, you know, that I'm seeing going to, we're going to see a, a great effect. Yeah, definitely. I th- I think that's a a super solid card for all the reasons you stated, uh, especially in those fire decks where you're really looking for that welder. Uh, it's super important. Right. Yeah, I, I can I can say for real quick from personal experience, I've been I someone hit me with a Marnie after I had everything I needed, and then I've used the Poke gear to get right back to where I was. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, even if you whiff, especially after Armani, you're at least shuffling your deck. Right. So you're taking those cards that you wanted, you know, the- theoretically that you wanted that are at the bottom, and now they can be anywhere where you can, you know, hopefully p- easily pick them up. Right. And that that can be that could be just the main use to use it too at times. Uh, even if mm-hmm. you even if you know like that was my last welder, it's definitely at the bottom of the deck. I'm not gonna get to it now. It's somewhere. Yeah, that's not at the bottom. <laughs> it could still be. There's the probability yeah, yeah, it is could. it's not. <laughs> yeah. No, I know I said a couple more, but I think that's basically it for the the item cards that we really want to talk about. Um, unless you have any more. Uh, the bucket. You know, capacious bucket is the only other one I think is worth, you know, is worth talking about because it's getting that two energy, uh, water energy from the deck. Um, you know, we know how well it pairs with that, the water engine, the Frostmoth engine, or even the Piplop, uh, Blastoise, uh, a tag team attack, uh, being able to have that water in your hand. So that's, that one is, I think, very notable, uh, for, for how well it pairs in the game right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so before we go into uh, our power rankings, I want to give off another code. Woo-hoo. This one's actually going to go a little bit uh, further back, uh, the Sun and Moon card here. Oh. So we got B6JT666BCZ. B, J, R, J. Nice. Well, good luck, yep. everyone. And I think it's time to do the power ranking. Starting at number five, Jake, what is your draw power card, draw engine card of choice at five? So this one was really tough. And although I I, I have five, I want to give an honorable mention to Eldegoss. It was hard not putting Eldegoss in there just for that VS Seeker ability where you're just going in you know, to your, your discard to find the card you need at the key moment. Uh, so it was kind of hard not to put Eldegoss in the top five, but I'm, I'm happy with my top five, I think. Yeah, so I, my... I, I, I agree. It's, it's easily six for yeah. me. And so I, have, my, my I only number... have I, oh, real quick. I only have good memories with Eldegoss. That's that like it's one of those cards where like wow, it, it won me this game. Yeah, yeah, it is your your end game, please. Um, but just straight for consistency, I kind of kept it out. 
Um, so my number five is our last week's number one. Um, oh. Although it's a great energy excel, um, the draw power isn't as high as other cards on this list. Um, but it is so, so prevalent, um, and it's a great card. So Welder is not my number five. How about oh. yourself? I put Pierce at number five for me. Oh, wow. Uh, I like the fact that it is energy of any any type that I've used to great effect. Uh, it's not, you know, again, I'm only really one, running one or two, but uh, you know, I, I think it pairs very well with a certain other Pokemon that I might be talking about later. Uh, and just how hmm. potent it has been, it, how relevant it has been in adjusting the the game how quickly too so that's kind of the reason why i have it at five it's an easy card to use and i've you know again i love being able to grab any of the energy types out there with it yeah no it's a solid card i i personally kept it out of my top five but i cannot fault you for putting it there i think i got judged no (laughs) yeah (laughs) But in the same vein, so my number four is kind of in the same vein because they're siblings in the video game. Uh, Marnie. Nice. I put Marnie uh, at four for me. Um, it, it's it's a super solid card. It's a disruption card. Uh, and you also get the draw cards. Uh, you know, you get five in your hand. The reason I didn't put it higher is because you're only drawing five. And it's still kind of low compared to, you know, other things that you can do in the game. So... That's where I kind of land with that. Marnie's at four for me. Right. Uh, it, it's it's a very good card. I, I think I just have bitterness from it because I've been destroyed oh, yeah, because true. of it too many times. So. I have I have <laughs> lost so many games where I had the winning hand and they just Marnie me. Oh. It, and, and it doesn't seem like it happens in reverse very often for me where it's like, oh, yeah, I, I would have won, in, but you Marnie me. It, it doesn't seem... Like it works, like she likes me much, but maybe she will after I put her in a top five. So there you go. All right, uh, my number four is the Professor Research. Uh, it, it's such an easy include in every deck right now, uh, and you know you're you're talking complete hand, you know, reset or you know, say for some reason I I, I always if I face that Mewtwo deck where they, you know make me go down to zero cards in my hand and I top deck this, it's, it just feels great. Because, oh, yeah. You know, so it's just, it's one of those cards, um, uh, very obvious for me to have in my, in all of my decks that I play. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that, that kind of leads me into my third because my third is professor's research. Um, for all those things you said, um, it, there's a lot of decks that like to discard things so it can pull from the discard pile. Um, and it's also, the most consistent, aggressive draw supporter we have. Like we we talked about the Kabu, um, you know, it draws more cards, or even the Erica's Hospitality it has potential to draw more cards. But there's more stipulations that need to be met. Professors, you just play it, you get seven cards. Yep. Yep. Uh, my number three, actually, in this case, is Quick Ball. Uh, another highly auto-include one here, uh, and being able to get any of the basic Pokemon. So, yes, I like Piers because of what I'm going to be talking about soon, but 
uh, I think this number, the, this card being able to get any of those Pokemon, the Dendes, the Zashians, you know, all of those basics right from the deck for only a sacrifice of one card, um, you know, with Picarom again, that might be, you need the energy in the discard pile anyways. Perfect. You know, just, I, I love it. Yeah. No, it's a solid card. Again, I mean, uh, it's a four of of every deck. Uh, it's it has to be an auto include. You need Pokemon in play to win games, and that is the most that is the most consistent way to get Pokemon in play um, in a game. So I it's a it's a solid choice. So yeah, so that actually just leads me into my number two. Um, you need sometimes to use that quick ball to get this card, the Crobat. So yes, Crobat. Crobat is um. Super solid to reset your hand if you have a low hand size. Um, or even if you just need two or three cards, so, you know, you just put them down and you just draw cards for free. So it's, it's a super solid card. Um, he's number two because he's not quite as powerful as other possible things that we're going to talk about here. It, it's not as perfect. I put it at number two also. Again, um... Mm-hmm. Uh, I pair it so well with that quick ball and with the peers, even the professors. Uh, it's one of those cards, though, but it, it requires you to get the set up properly. And, yes. and it does take up a lot of bench room, too. So, uh, you know, obviously with the internists, this is, you know, makes perfect sense out there. Uh, but again, it's one of those things where I it's I have never felt like when I have only two cards in my hand that, well, should I be playing this? It's just been obvious to me right off the bat. Yes, I'm playing this now. Yeah. Now, I, I have a feeling we have the same number one and a couple pros for Crobat over this other number one is it can't you it can't be gusted with Great Catcher and it has more HP. So it's Actually, harder to snipe off the bench. We ha- I will let you go second because I, you, you know, we have two different number ones there. Do we? Yes. Then you. I will. I will take this. My number one is, of course, Hop. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had to say that one time. No, it was. It's actually my number one is still Welder. It is so. Oh, well. Yeah. I this this comb again is it's really Welder with a combination of other cards. Uh, but we can see you know how effective this gets. Imagine playing this with Rodham Phone now getting the consistency of what you need to come from the welder card too. There's just a lot of potential here that I think is underestimated from, you know, in general. Um, yeah. It's just too effective for me not to see it's, you know, it's use right now. So uh, that's why it getting the three, getting that fast energy acceleration. It just does so much out there for a player that it's, it's it's amazing. I can't deny it. it is an amazing card um, for so many reasons, and we've gone over them actually in the last two episodes. So yeah, yeah, I don't have much more much to more, say. Yeah, but the thing is, uh, I do have to say is, how could you pick as far as a consistency card, welder over Dedene? Dedene is by far the best card in the standard format right now, in my opinion, and. It just it's it's aggressive. It, it, you guarantee to see 
you know, six cards plus what you had in your hand before. And then you can combo it off, like I said, with those other cards um, that are in my top five. I have I have one major issue with the dead <laughs> <laughs> I swear, is when I play online, he's who I get right off the bat every time. <laughs> so I'm biased because of that. Uh, but I recognize that biasness, at least. Yes. Well, it, that is a risk playing any support Pokemon, even with the Crobats, um, or any of those like one prizer ones as well. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of feels bad when you get the card you don't want to start, and especially if you get like a Dedenne in all energies. That's just like garbage. Right. But, I mean, that's going to happen in games. But I think more times than not, he's the card that drives your consistency for the win. Yep. Yeah, no, uh, I agree with that. I'm not, yeah, it is is a very good card. Um, And, you know, we're going, it's going to see a lot of use until it rotates, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he, he does have a couple drawbacks compared to, like, the other ones. Like I said, he he's more susceptible to Gust and without bosses. I'm not even talking about bosses. And his, his HP is lower, so he can get sniped easier um, just naturally without any, like, item cards to help. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is some drawback there, but I think just the way, he, just how consistent he is, I think he, he he's... Unless you're running like a Jirachi engine, uh, and even sometimes if you are running a low Jirachi engine, I think Tadene needs to be in a lot of decks. Right, right. Yeah. All right. Well, Jake, I think that does it for today. I think this covers um, over, you know, these two parts here, these two engine types. Um, I guess the last question to ask, though, uh, and I think it's pretty obvious for me, though. But which which engine type do you prefer? I like the aggressive uh, engine type. So, like I said, Dedenne with with professors. Um, I don't mind discarding, um, even if it's like you're discarding a boss early. Uh, you just thinning is winning. So you just want to get through as much as your deck as you can to find the cards you want mm-hmm. how about yourself uh i agree i it's draw draw engine against that's why i like welder so much because it's the best of both worlds in my personal opinion but that draw power is so good definitely and then, uh, one last thing i want to talk about um you know any, any of our listeners i want to say um our Players' Cup runs will be over, but I, I, as of recording, they're not. And just good luck the rest of the way. And if you didn't make it, don't don't take it like you're a bad player. It's not a you know an indictment on you as a player or a person. There's plenty of top level players uh, that have been in the game for years that didn't make it this time around. Um, and there, there's plenty of players that did, but just because you don't make it doesn't mean you should feel bad about yourself or the game or where you are in the game. Right. And you know what? If, uh, if you are looking to play more tournaments and stuff, like we mentioned in the other ones, there's, you know, limitless Atlas, there's all a bunch of them going on around there. So don't sit, you know, don't look, view this as your only chance. Um, you know, or, and heck, heck, come join us. 
we're going to be starting up another one shortly here soon. Uh, we're looking for a November time frame, hopefully. And uh, we'll, you know, you'll get a chance to win a lot of prizes. But we, most importantly, we want to hear what you guys, the, the players think too. So, you know, uh, we want to know what you, you know, what have you thought of this new player cup this second time around? And also what have you thought of the, where the game is currently at too? Yeah, definitely. And then one last thing uh, before we go, uh, this is our ninth episode and our 10th episode is around the corner. And I think I, I, I want to say that we have something special in the horizon yeah, we do. Um, that people, you know, that, that follow us might not expect and just take a look out on that. And we're going to try to do something big. Yeah. So stay tuned to that. Thank you again for listening to Triple P. The best way to support us is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get podcasts. You can leave us a comment or question on Twitter at PitPokeyPod or on the Triple P Facebook page. We also stream box openings online and live play at twitch.tv slash dukeofhobbies. There you can earn TCGO codes and more. If you have made or know any Pokemon artists, send us a message and we will feature an artist each episode. Gotta catch them all.